0: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney, joined by Will. Yo. And uh, we have a returning uh, guest host uh, from Portland. We have Joshua. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Um, so uh, we felt a little bad last week, uh, Joshua, because we talked about Anthem heavily. And uh, you weren't uh, included on that, uh, so you have about 30 seconds to chime in what you, thought of, uh, what you think of Anthem.
1: Alright, so some of the things that I am thinking about Anthem is it's getting an unfair rap, unfair comparison to Destiny. The loot system is comparable, and I feel like the only reason that people are comparing it to Destiny is because the Storm has its elemental powers. The entire gameplay is going to be completely different. The vertical traversing of the map, um, the playability is just going to be you know, there are two different worlds, and it's going to feel that way especially with this new IP coming from Bioware, who's an expert in creating amazing worlds.
0: Yes, uh, I really hope you're right with that in terms of it being different, because Destiny was garbage. Um, (laughs) So, anyways, uh, today we're going to talk about everything coming up in Q1, Q2 in terms of games, and we have a pretty big year, uh, optimistic that it's going to be one of the best in a while. Uh, 2018 was kind of a bust, um, personally, I don't know about you guys.
2: It was good for Nintendo uh, and, like, the Switch, but I think uh, Microsoft and uh, PlayStation kind of dropped the ball this year.
0: I concur. Yeah. All right. Anyways, all that coming up right right now. Right now. All right, so... Q1 uh, has a couple of exciting games coming out. Um, so uh, I'm sure we're on three different websites. I'm on Business Insider right now, the 29 hottest games uh, that you shouldn't miss in 2019. Uh, I don't know what you guys. What are you on?
2: I'm on Shaq News because I was trying to find something month, uh, that had a schedule month by month.
1: I'm on I'm on the same as you, Rodney, but I also got my own little uh, guy that I'm
0: uh, anyway, so this seems to go in chronological order, but who knows. Um, but so PAX last year, there's a lot of teased things such as Resident Evil 2 and Metro and a bunch of other games like that that are coming out here in January and, and or February. So Cole actually was telling us last night we just recorded our, um, our smash-a-thon game, game show last night, and it was, uh, it was a good-ass hoot, uh, Will.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I uh, didn't expect Mark to beat me. Spoilers, jeez. Um, anyways, yeah, so uh, we had about uh, seven people. Actually, we had eight people. We forced somebody in at the last moment, then he lost right away, so whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so the repercussions of losing was they had to drink a shot that I made, and I totally just threw a bunch of things in a shot glass. I didn't, didn't put any science behind it at all.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll attest that they weren't very good
0: shots. Yeah, so my heart was not in it.
2: You need to uh, go back to mixology, uh, Rodney. Yeah, I know. Um, It's been a while, okay?
0: So, I just like... That looks like a nice color. And, uh, yeah, it was good. Anyways, so uh, look forward to that. It'll be released a little bit uh, towards the end of the month. And uh, we'll put that on our website, videogamesnow.com. Or .ca, sorry, .ca. .com is too expensive. Did you know that the uh, videogames.com domain name is going for $2,400? That's
2: expensive. Yeah.
0: Videogamesnow.ca was, like... $30. $30. So I'm like, "Well, that's an obvious choice." <laughs> so, um and th- yeah, there's other video game domain names out there that are super expensive. They're going for like 12k.
2: It's probably because uh, someone used to own them beforehand.
0: Yeah, I would imagine so.
1: People but, like to buy those sort of things that way they can sell them at an upmark later in the market. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm sure people who have even tried to find our website go to VideoGamesNow.com, and then it takes them to a webpage that's like, you need to buy this domain name for $2,400, and you're like, I'd rather not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but... Alright, so, anyways, back to Q1 here. So, yeah, Resident Evil 2 is coming out January 25th of the 19th, and uh, it's going to be released to Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC. Um, So... Mark was raving about I never played this game at PAX, but Mark was raving Mark about it oh, Yeah. They, 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 they played was, it twice. <laughs> out of all the games they could have played twice, they picked Resident Evil two. It's just a remastered, so whatever. Um, sure. We yeah. I don't know if we told this story on the on the area at Will about PAX. But we were um, um, me, like me and Will are pretty synchronized in terms of like our schedules and all that kind of stuff. So we get up at the same time. We're waiting in line. We know exactly what we want to do. We're you know we're on, we're on top of our own schedule. And then Mark and Brooks, like, yeah, yeah. And then Mark and Brooks tag along, and they're just the most disorganized nitwits. I can't even put into words. Like didn't Mar- get
2: out of bed till, like ten. Yeah. Solid.
0: Yeah. So Will and I have already explored the show floor for like an hour. And Mark and Brooks are just getting in the door And we're like, dudes And then we, me and uh, Will are like gunning it To the next <laughs> booth And we turn around and we're like, okay, they're there And then we walk like four steps, turn around and they're gone We're like, fuck them, leave them <laughs> We're just gonna do our own that thing That was day
2: one too, yeah. <laughs> that's when we decided We're just doing our own thing <laughs> Yeah.
0: So, And then we only met up with them I think once or twice in the whole thing But we were sharing a hotel room with them Which was not a nice experience
2: yeah they were down there more to party and stuff like that so they were all, i had the couch right by the like the front area and uh they were always out
0: yeah till like three in the morning and then they slept till 10 waste yeah of, waste of money anyways whatever we went there to see video games then they went there to play fortnite and uh party
2: yeah they stayed at that fortnite booth a lot
0: <laughs> yeah for sure anyways time oh yeah Anyway, so um, yeah, Resident Evil Two coming out for Xbox One, PlayStation, for PC. Um, actually, before we get too deep into the games, do you guys think there's going to be any sort of a new or updated uh, console from any of the uh, any of the main guys this year?
2: Actually, I wanted to bring that up. Um, you know the game Project Cars? Yep. The developer he got some bad backlash for it, but uh, last week. On his Twitter, he announced something, well, he kind of teased it, called the Mad Box.
0: Oh, yeah? What, yeah. What's, what's and, that about?
2: And now Project Cars uh, 1 and 2, they made the company a mad amount of money. And I don't know if he's joking about it or whatnot, but let me see if I can find, actually, the article here. The Mad Box, if I remember correctly.
0: Well, I mad I, Box. I, I watched a YouTube video... Uh, the other day, and they were going on about um, how much different the Xbox One X is from the original Xbox. And yeah, and i I just said, I commented, and I said, you know, like the direction that we're going, it seems like we're just gonna get a little box, like you, like basically what you're saying. And then it was just gonna be a stream platform,
2: yeah. Like, uh, here it is. Um the tweet or the tweet uh, Ian Bell sent out, What is the Mad box question mark? It's the most powerful console ever built. It's literally mad you want 4k you want vr at 60 frames per second you want a full engine for free to develop your games on it you now have it wow so no one really knows like i'm looking at this one here um this article's on tech radar uh techradar.com. is there room for another video games console on the markets uh, slightly mad studios the developer behind hit racing sims project cars and need for speed shift seem to think so it's supposed to um, uh, Just talking about the Tweet that Ian Bell sent out But uh, blah, blah 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 There's not much to go on yet But the specter of another high powered Next generation console to compete with the PS5 and, Or Xbox 2 Is enough to get some attention
0: If they call it the Xbox 2 That's that's fucking bad marketing That's yeah. That's <laughs> shitty marketing
2: but so far like this company here um slightly mad games if they do release this uh console how is that gonna work because they're a game studio that is starting to kind of publish their own stuff but they're not going to be able to get titles like xbox and microsoft um xbox and playstation
0: well yeah because i think i think xbox definitely is going to go to the stream um the streaming like, basically Xbox Game Pass is gonna be the next-gen console like that's all there's gonna be there's not gonna be any more hard uh, hardware games it's gonna be all streaming it uh, with a subscription because that seems to be what the world's going to now with like Netflix and and uh, Crave TV and all those other kinda streaming things
1: I can I can completely see that in the pot in the future but I still feel like as long as you know People who have been around before streaming video games are going to want their their hard copies, and I think that that's not going to go away in a decent amount of time. I don't think that's next-gen. I'm thinking that's probably, I don't know, 20 years from now. <laughs> 2040, I'm calling it.
0: And I feel like it'll be the same sort of deal with GameStop and, and EB Games in terms of like Blockbuster went out of business as soon as like Netflix and all those other stream um, companies hit the market. So e
2: B could still stay afloat though, um, and same with like GameSpot just by uh, selling merchandise though.
0: So. I think that's that was really smart of them to get into that business as well, actually.
1: E B Games is dead in the
0: United States, or as far as anyone else
1: is concerned, there's probably, you know, one or two uh here and there, like there's two blockbusters or one blockbuster left in all of America or all of the United States and Alaska. But uh, EB Games shut down a uh, decade or so ago. That,
0: yeah, but in Canada, that's all we have. All we have is EB Games. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're everywhere. There's probably like at least thirty in in our area. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's there's Game Stops still here, but I've been hearing that at least on the U.S. market, they're they're not doing so hot.
0: All right, so uh, so yeah, that's the next gen console, hopefully. Oh, uh, the Scarlet, or whatever—I don't know if that's supposed to be this year or 2020.
2: They never said anything, and we don't have a lot of information about it other than them teasing it. So we'll have to wait and see what they do with uh, E3 this year.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll um, see. If we can dig for some. Excuse me for some more information on that uh, for another podcast.
1: And unfortunately, the Soldier Boy console has been sued due to copyright issues. So that oh, will that be
0: coming? Off. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know Soulja Boy made a console. Oh, no, you
1: need to Google it, man, and apparently he just got into a car crash like 13 seconds ago, according to Twitter, so...
0: Oh, uh, okay, well, damn it, I was about to make a joke <laughs> about Soldier Boy, but I guess I won't. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, Resident Evil 2 we talked about. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is another big one. Um, I've never played Kingdom Hearts 3, because it's only ever been released on the PlayStation, Uh, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But this one's also going to be available on the Xbox One. But
2: also, uh, it was on um, the 3DS and DS and all that.
0: Oh, right, it was. Oh, I never played it because, honestly, I just really didn't know what it was about. Um, So, Kingdom Hearts is one of those, uh, one of those, like, I I don't
1: really know the name for it, but it takes all sorts of things. Like, uh, it takes the Final Fantasy, it takes... You know, Disney. Disney, and it ties all sorts of plots together, and it's really difficult to keep together. Um, so, here's some quick facts about it it's the 16th installment in the Kingdom Hearts saga, it's the first Xbox appearance. Six other games have been deemed relevant to the plot, which is some bullshit. It's been 13 years since Kingdom Hearts 2.
0: Really? 13 years. What was that? Really? 13 years?
1: 13 years since Kingdom Hearts 2. And it's going to be a good game, but it's going to be hard to follow for everybody who uh, wasn't into... The, the minor games of Kingdom Hearts, um, reading about how to keep up with the, with the plot for Kingdom Hearts 3, it's not going to be simple. You're probably going to need to Google a little bit about what they're talking about. Because I remember when I was playing Kingdom Hearts 2, it wasn't the easiest to follow around because... Uh, there were people that were popping up that you hadn't heard of before, and they were talking about them like they were relevant. So um, you're going to need to do a little homework if you really want to follow the plot closely.
0: Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, is I'm obviously Disney's involved. This is like Disney's video game cash cow. With oh, yeah, Enix, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, what's uh, the first one on PS One or whatever?
1: Um, I believe that it was, uh, let me pull up the Kingdom Hearts, uh, series, you can find it it on,
2: wasn't it PlayStation 2?
0: I mean, that makes more sense, honestly. PlayStation 1 was like, yeah, I don't even know, like, it's, it was like a 64, but for for Kingdom
1: Hearts, (laughs) the first one came out for the PlayStation 2, yes. Yeah. Um, there's been 16 games. Most of them have been on uh, handheld games, such as Nintendo 3DS. Um, there's one that was developed for Verizon Wireless. I don't know. It it gets pretty confusing ab- about like what they released for. They're were, they're released on
0: several consoles. Interesting. So um, I might actually try out uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, but, you know, I might try to go back and see if I can play the other ones before I move forward just to get a little... Well, there's 16, you said, but are, if, are the other ones just kind of spinoffs and then associated I just play the main like 1 and 2 and 2.5 or whatever?
1: I can't speak on the other games, but I do know that, they're, uh, that some of them... Uh, focus on the major character, major protagonist Sora, but I believe a lot of them also focus on other characters Um, uh, some of the games that are named that are going to be relevant to the plot of Kingdom Hearts 3 is 358 slash 2 days um, recoded um, maybe birth by sleep
0: okay, alright yeah I'll check it out it'll be good Um, Alright, so uh, let's move on into February now. February 15th, Far Cry New Dawn. Super stoked about this game. Um, I think we briefly talked about it on the podcast before, Will.
2: Yeah, uh, I still haven't played 5, but I have a bit of time still to uh, get that done.
0: It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, So a new Far Cry game didn't see... Didn't one of those come out in 2018? Yep, that game was Far Cry 5, and it came back out... uh, It came out back in late March on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC... The open-world first-person shooter was set in America for the first time ever, featuring a new antagonist, uh, a maniacal cult leader with nuclear ambitions. Uh, Far Cry New Dawn is a sequel to that game set in post-apocalyptic Montana, 17 years after the events of Far Cry 5. Really? That's a long, that's a long jump. Uh, the trailer alludes to a period of extreme weather following a nuclear detonation, eventually leading to a new world. A world where people shoot saw blades from crossbows, apparently. Cool. Um, yep. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
1: I said, "Sounds scary."
0: Yeah, um, Far Cry Five was uh, really freaking good, um, but I don't, I don't see how they could, could be seventeen years after that game.
2: Well, they're trying to push the post-apocalyptic thing, so they needed time for the, the weather and the world to decay.
0: Uh, yeah, okay, that's fair.
2: You're probably playing a new protagonist. Yeah, I'd imagine uh, that.
0: Yes, you are. Believe. Alright, so moving on from that, uh, we have Dead or Alive 6, fighting game uh, renaissance is in full swing and Dead or Alive is the next major fighting series to get a new entry in 2019. Dead or Alive 6 continues the tradition of dozens of Dead or Alive games before it, featuring 3D fighting focus on counters and parries. So, uh... I'm gonna
2: say one thing right off the bat because that's the picture showing for this, unfortunately. Do you guys remember Dead or Alive uh, Extreme uh, Volleyball? No. yes (laughs) Yes. <laughs>
0: Do I wanna?
1: All, all I'm, all I'm thinking about about Dead or Alive is, is that one. So, yeah. Uh, so I, I, don't know what else came with. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to expect except boobs.
0: Yeah. Boobs. All right. So that also um, comes out on February fifteenth. But I think between Dead or Alive six and Far Cry New Dawn, I'm gonna be getting Far Cry New Dawn for sure
1: there's a couple other games coming out february 15th there's crackdown 3 and metro exodus
0: yeah absolutely metro exodus uh looks really it looks fantastic on the pc uh from what i played at pax cole's gonna get this game for sure and when does it come out february 22nd um cole might join metro exodus yeah oh it says here the february 22nd it comes out Do, do. What was that? Uh, February twenty second is what I have here uh, for when it comes. Oh, out. Oh,
1: really? Okay, maybe yeah, I'm looking pulled, at it. I'm pretty day. sure. Maybe they pushed it back a week. Maybe,
0: maybe they pulled it back. If it comes out on the fifteenth, that's great. Um, Cole might actually stream that because uh, I'm actually going to be away from February third to the what do you what is the seventeenth? So I'll be like out of the country. So we might record a couple of extra podcasts and then just schedule them to get released so you guys have some video games now content while i'm away um so yeah hopefully uh cole can stream that for uh, for us while i'm away one yeah. of the
1: biggest things according to uh what i was looking into it was was that this metro adds a sandbox element apparently it was really linear like the um like halo um in terms of its story, and now they're making it more towards, you know, the Far Cries and and everything else of being able to find your own way to your destination.
0: Right, okay. Um, yeah, the... De- the Sorry, I speak there. The demo um, that I played at PAX was actually a lot of fun. It was. It didn't feel linear at all. It felt like, you know, I'm going into a bandit camp or whatever, and then you kind of look, and you can figure out where people are standing and how you're going to... Um, how you're gonna tackle the camp basically uh it was really cool but I, I again I was I'm I know you can you can definitely change this for sure but they have the melee set to like V and that's the most awkward goddamn button to hit ever for a melee so I I yeah because because you're on the WS uh, D keys and then you have to basically like split your fucking finger off from your hand to hit V to melee Wouldn't and, and you a use pinch. your
1: thumb I mean it's sitting right there on the spacebar
0: um, I don't know. I am not I'm not tailored enough in the PC world to attempt that. Um, I'm just trying to attempt it right now on my on my Mac board, but it's yeah, it's it's awkward. It would have been way better to have it on the mouse, personally.
1: I would have had it on C if if you had to. I mean, really, just on my on my hand. Yeah, C is more comfortable than B. But yeah, the Metro Exodus gameplay looked really exciting. Um. I've never played a Metro game, so uh, in terms of like a post-apocalyptic monster world,
0: <laughs> it looks pretty cool. It, uh, yeah, it looked cool in terms of the play, of the the um, gameplay of it. Um, I don't remember there being any sort of like abilities or anything like that. Like you literally just had a gun and you go and you know try to loot, you basically try to survive. Uh, in the wilderness of, from what I was gathering. Um, that's how
2: Metro works is like you'll have like a flashlight but you, it usually has to be charged. You'll have like a lighter, a compass and that's all you get.
0: So it's like a realistic survival game minus the monsters.
2: Yeah like you have like I um, I can't remember the meter but it tells you about radiation and stuff like that so it'll go off and if you're in like a high radiation area you have to wear like a, a gas mask but you also have to make sure you can find a uh, the filter replacements.
0: Shit. So you got to manage a lot of stuff, apparently. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's move on here to the... Uh, we skipped over Anthem because we already talked about it. Uh, crackdown There's 3. Crackdown. Yes. Crackdown 3. So, Go ahead.
1: This game is going to be extremely exciting, especially for people who have Xbox Game Pass, because this is a brand new title going immediately to Game Pass. I am um, I do have Game Pass myself. I know we were discussing uh, streaming being the future, but I do have it. Um, so I'm definitely going to be playing this uh, until Anthem drops. Um, Terry Crews being a playable character is about all you need to know in order to know that this is going to be an exciting and fun game just to listen to uh, the protagonist as he goes forward in the story um you know there's everything classical crackdown you know comic book world um ridiculous skills ridiculous uh, abilities um i can't remember if you're able to destroy buildings but you're able to like jump off buildings throw giant shockwaves through the ground destroying all sorts of you know causing mayhem yeah. um the third installment people have been waiting i think eight years for this game to come out a long time eight or nine years yep um and i'm definitely excited for this game
0: yeah it's uh i i think i can't remember what i think it was, the, it was either the second one or the first one um when i bought my 360 off of my friend uh, yeah, he gave me Crackdown, either one or two, I can't remember. But um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. I, I had fun doing it. I didn't get that far into it because I think the other, the other game I wanted was like Halo 3 or something. So I bought that and then played the show out of that instead. But yeah, uh, I remember having a lot of fun playing it.
1: Just so you know, the video game came out, uh, Crackdown came out in 2007, which was around the time that Halo 3 came out, and Crackdown 2 came out in July 2010. So,
0: uh, yeah, it would have been the first one then. Is- yeah, good game. Um, anyway, so um, by the way, I think I said this already, but uh, uh, I pre-ordered the um, uh, I pre-ordered Anthem, so that gives me access to the beta, which uh, is yes. January 25th to the 27th. So I'll be definitely playing that. And uh, Josh, you said you pre-ordered uh, Anthem as well.
1: Yes, I did. On the Xbox? Um, and I will be spending as many hours as possible playing that video game. It'll be it'll be the new destiny in terms of the the crave to play it, like uh, Destiny One. Um you know, I poured ridiculous amounts of hours into that game and I will be doing the same for Anthem.
0: Nice. Uh you got it for Xbox, yeah? Yes, I did. Cool. Uh, so Will's gonna pre order it for Xbox. Um, and then we uh, we'll all play the beta together, and we'll stream it. Sounds good.
2: Cole said he might get it, so.
0: Awesome, we'll have a fourth.
2: Yeah, Uh, Joel's getting it, for sure.
0: But do we want to play with Joel? Uh, (laughs) Who
2: knows?
0: (laughs) I'd rather play with Cole than Joel. Me too. (laughs) That settles that. Alright, so moving on here, we have uh, Trials Rising. Uh, the trials series is years deep at this point, and is still a surprising delight. The game is pretty straightforward carefully uh, Carefully pilot a dirt bike through precarious stages that are rife with traps and pitfalls. What the fuck is rife mean? Are we gonna have another English lesson like last time? I think it means right. plentiful. Yeah, abundant. Um, we're unchecked in an unchecked or widespread manner. Um, or and it's a, a, especially of something desirable or harmful of common occurrence or widespread. Yeah, so it means a lot. Yeah, better way for that. Uh, okay, yay. Just just so we know how to say it properly. Rife. All right, okay, good. All right. Uh, anyway, so uh, if you spend any time watching bikes or motorbike based trials, you're no doubt familiar with what this game series is all about. Precision movement is extremely dangerous setting. Trials take that formula and turn it into a risk-free video game, and then it adds massive, ridiculous explosions. Boom. Um, so it doesn't look like something that interests me, personally.
2: It's more about the challenge, I think, for a lot of people.
0: Okay. Uh, that comes out February <clears throat> 22nd. 26, sorry, I, I had to think about it if I said that wrong. <laughs> Uh, February 26th uh, on Xbox One PlayStation PC and Nintendo Switch it's gonna be feckin' awesome so Devil May Cry also comes out uh, we're into March now March 8th Uh, early 2019 is going to be a riff (laughs) going to be riff (laughs) you put it in two separate game things it's going to be riff with slick-looking third-person action games, and Devil May Cry 5 is a perfect example. series is known for its ultra-stylish characters, deep fighting system, and over-the-top settings. If the first trailer for the game is any indication, Devil May Cry 5 takes those ideas and runs with them, and then leaps into the air and murders, like, two dozen flying demons. Alright, so I've never played a Devil May Cry game, so this is probably all your guys's.
1: So... I've never played the previous Devil May Cry games, but I was able to get my hand on the uh, on the on the demo for the Xbox One exclusive or maybe timed exclusive demo, um, and I can tell you that it was a lot of fun. I'm not very uh, big, or I wasn't previously, into hack and slash, but this this gameplay was solid um it explains what you're supposed to do really well it doesn't explain the lore too much um but playing as the um i think his name is nero he's the short-haired uh white-haired protagonist and it was an exciting game Um, you get these really you get to have these really cool combos on your enemies knocking them into the air and slashing them into bits um it has solid comedy in a dark and twisted world it claim it says that it's going to be a true sequel to dmc4 for the hardcore fans um i think that it's definitely going to be worth the playthrough
0: awesome uh that's good to know um depends on what I'm doing around March um, and how much money I have uh, and I might probably work. Yeah. Also
1: uh, the last information that I had about uh, DMC5 has it releasing in April 15th um, according to the source I was looking at. So um, it sounds like it's a bit of a, a, a rolling release because right. there's still all sorts of different um, release dates online.
0: New York City, that's an old hat. Uh, in division, in the Division 2, you're heading straight into the na- nation's capital to straighten out some bad guys from a third-person prescri- perspective. So, uh, keeping on the third-person bandwagon, um, as in the first Division game players group up online to tackle missions, it's reminiscent of games like Destiny and the upcoming Anthem, third-person shooter with a focus on cooperative play online. So, the Division um, was, a, was hot or cold for a lot of people, uh, I remember. You got anything, Will?
2: Uh, Yeah, Like I played The Division when it first came out. I enjoyed it for the first bit, and then it just got very repetitive. There wasn't anything to do. I never went back to the game after that, but my friends did when they started doing the expansions, and then they said it got really like, it was a well-made game.
0: Oh, so with, with the expansions, you mean, Will? Yeah. Okay.
1: For myself, I went back to the game when they did their initial expansion into essentially the dungeons um or at least that's how it came off to me um i wasn't a huge fan of the game after for for end game content i didn't really enjoy anything after i completed the the story and i wasn't a huge fan of the um of the pvp um but from From Massive Entertainment, they claim that they've learned from their mistakes, they've taken the game, they've pulled it out of New York City, they've put it in DC, um, the buildings are lower, which improves sniping and maneuvering around the map, there's more open space, hopefully leading to a more diverse battlefield, the game graphics look great. Um, watching the initial gameplay trailer, um, you have these four very tactical friends of or developers of the game, and they sound really into it. It sounds exciting, but it's it's something that you're going to need to keep an eye on. I wouldn't pre-order this one. I would wait for, for some reviews to come out before I actually pick this one up, uh, because the hype around... Uh, the Division 1 was very real. Um, I, I remember being so excited about a tactical shooter and it fell flat, so I'm going to wait a month or two to hear what the game's like in the end game.
0: Awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm going to wait for reviews as well. I'm not really uh, sold on it, uh, just from how the first one was uh, perceived and I and, um yeah. So, yeah,
2: there's a couple other uh, big titles though for um, March as well.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking at uh, <clears throat> Sekito Shadows Die Twice. Yep. Uh, the folks behind the Soul series um, and the uh, 2014 Incredibles Bloodborne are back at it. Only this time, instead of the I don't know how to say that word C T H U L. Yeah. Let's put it into Google. Copy paste. <laughs> I don't like you spelled Cthulhu. It it's maybe it's C T H U L U. That's Cthulhu. Cthulhu. The
1: the The beast from the from the ocean, the the octopus monster with wings. It he's like God, I can't remember. He's like Pagan lore.
0: Interesting. Never heard of him. Actually. Anyways um Only this time, instead of Cthulhu-inspired Victorian setting, the new game takes place in Feudel, Japan. Uh, in Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, I- I don't know why I can't not read Japanese words without putting some sort of Japanese-like accent in it. (laughs) Uh,
1: I- I- I'll call it Sekiro.
0: Sekiro. Um, you play- (laughs) you play as a ninja out for justice like previous third person. Action games from the folks at From Software, Sekito, uh, promises to be extremely difficult. Any enemy you take down, and your best bet is to be careful. Uh, tactically take down each foe. Uh, unlike previous From Software games, Sekito uh, features a major stealth component as well as a ton of mobility as seen above. So, frankly speaking, it looks rad as shit. Um, so, I remember the E3 trailer of this game got me and Will just like. Super stoked.
2: Yeah, but then I remembered who the developers are, and I remember throwing a controller at a wall for uh, Souls Dark Souls 2.
0: Mm, yes, this is this is true. Uh, what are your but thoughts?
1: For who like <clears throat> but for people who like uh, Dark Souls, that I mean this game will probably be unlike any other. Um, in my opinion. This game looks to um, looks to fulfill an epic in the traditional definition, like the Iliad, the Odyssey. It's going to be a, a game style that's new. It's it's going to be a grandiose experience that, for honor, couldn't deliver in its uh, samurai versus knights versus Vikings. I, in my opinion, it, it looks like in terms of hack and slasher. Like this game, I mean, I'm, I'm not a perfect, I'm not uh, an expert in hack and slasher, but this would be my choice personally if I were looking for uh, an amazing single player experience in a hack and slasher.
0: Well, once you get tired of the hack and slasher, you can move on to hand-to-hand combat with Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, new to Mortal Kombat is on the way with from the same folks who have been making Mortal Kombat for the last 20-plus years. <laughs> uh, creative director Ed, Bo- Ed Boon um, and the team at uh, NetherRealm Studios in Chicago. Uh, Boone himself revealed the de- debut trailer on stage during the Game Awards, which predominantly... Um, Predominantly featured franchise favorite Scorpion, seen C- above, and Raiden. No gameplay was shown, but that's coming in January. Uh, the gameplay, not the game. Yeah. So, uh, that's uh, this game's coming out April twenty third, twenty nineteen, on all the things. What are your? Uh, nice. you, you've been a Mortal Kombat fan for for a while, Will?
2: Uh yeah, going back to like the original Mortal Kombat on uh, was that the Saturn or the Genesis?
0: Is that where Ken's from? I can't remember.
2: No, Ken is Street Fighter. Oh, Street
0: Fighter, okay. I never played any of those fighting games, I wasn't interested.
2: Mortal Kombat's very gory and more adult than any other fighting game, so I don't think uh, there's going to be a crossover with Nintendo anytime soon.
0: Well, it's coming out on the Switch.
1: It says yeah. the first two, first two Mortal Kombat's were arcade games, so big blocky motherfuckers.
0: Yeah.
2: But I remember they came out on the Sega too. I just can't remember what console.
1: I'm looking for
0: you. Just gonna sing the song while I wait. Um, anyway, so um, while you guys look that up, we'll move on to the next uh, the next piece here. So in March, though, you forgot.
2: Uh, well, at least this is what I'm excited for: is uh, One Piece World Seeker.
0: Oh, right, the, uh, the next One Piece game for all the things, right?
2: Yeah, but the, it's the, um, it's the RPG one that I showed you. Yes, yeah, yeah, I remember. With, like, Luffy using his powers to, like, float over.
0: It's, it's completely open world, is that right? Yep. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's
2: on a place called Prison Island or something, following, like, a new story. Right,
0: yeah. The last um, game I played from the One Piece series was One Piece Red on uh, the Nintendo Switch <clears throat> uh, or the, the Wii U.
2: Yeah. The one thing that like got me even more excited about this is apparently the CP9 are supposed to be involved, so that might oh, mean uh, there's a tease of Rob Lucci.
0: Oh shit! Well, they're CP0 now, aren't they?
2: Oh yeah, they are. But still, like, man, I'd love to do that fight.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh- I don't know, it would it's it wouldn't feel the same in the game as it did in the anime. that that no, fight but was so like,
2: good. They're trying to make this game take place like following the anime story, so you would have already fought in Rob Lucci, right? And okay. Rob probably got stronger now too, because you've got gear fourth. Yep. So I think that would be a cool fight to even do uh in the video game.
0: Interesting. There it is. Oh. Um anyway, so Moving on now, Mister Will. Uh, we yep. have Days Gone. Days Gone is a uh, Sons of Anarchy meets Twenty Eight Days Later. You play alone uh, as a lone biker surviving in the wake of a global pandemic. Billions were wiped out, and many millions more became freakers. Um, that's uh, that zombies to you and me. So, you know, it, it it's interesting to see how each game changes the instead of just using the generic zombie word. They like make up their own kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, like there's a
1: there's some sort of like tradition in that though. Um, I I can't remember what it was copyright issues or something, but it's sort of like a rule in a zombie movie or a zombie game where they don't use the word zombie,
0: yeah. Um, trying to do two things at once here. Um, anyways, so. What other game? Um, the Last of Us didn't they? They had. I haven't played it yet, so don't fucking kill me. I don't have a PS. Um, they have zombies, yeah, or no? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. What what were they called in that game?
2: I can't remember.
0: Uh, let's see. Uh, have you played? Do uh, you have a PS, um, um, Josh?
1: I do. Um, uh, I, I watched, uh, back in 2013, I watched someone do the full playthrough of The Last of Us because he had the PS4, I didn't. I was uh, a lonely 19-year-old living in the barracks. So I watched one of my friends play through, and I can't remember what they were called. Um, man. But um, the biggest, just getting back to the game of uh, Days Gone... My personal opinion is that this game had me really excited for about a year and a half, but with all the delays, because I think this was supposed to come out late 2017 or 2018. Yeah. Um, you know it's 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 a really late game to uh, to be releasing into the market after it's been advertised for two plus years. Um, it has an amazing zombie mechanic, but. As far as I can see, that's the only thing it adds to a very saturated market in both video games and movies.
0: Right. Okay.
2: They were called the Infected.
0: The Infected. Well, that's that's kind of boring, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, so... God, God damn you and your... Alright, anyways. So, moving on here. Number 14 on this list, Rage 2. Um, I'm imagining that Oh yeah, it even says here If Mad Max were an ongoing series of video games It might look something like the Rage franchise It's set in a very familiar post-apocalypse uh, uh, Post-apocalypse uh, Where gangs of extremely th- theoret- Theoretical the- 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 Theatrical
1: Do you like? The Send yeah. me the link No, 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 <laughs> the,
0: it's theatrical I just couldn't freaking Find the right vowels in there. Um, it's set in a very familiar post-apoc uh, post-apocalypse, where gangs of extremely theatrical-looking survivors endlessly battle for control of the remaining world around them. There are scrappy-looking off-road vehicles to battle in, and uh, horrific mutated creatures, and a whole bunch of crazy-looking guns. Um, I don't know. I wasn't a big Mad Max uh, fan. Uh, because I haven't watched it, so I can't, I can't really shit on it. Um, so, yeah, I, this game doesn't look interesting to me. I don't know about you guys.
2: I'm interested. I played the first one, so I'm really excited. What
0: uh, What did you I'm do? Oh, Go i
1: excited ahead. as well. I was going to let Will go ahead first.
2: Will? Oh. Well, uh, basically, like, in Rage 1, the one thing that didn't really work for it because they kind of promised, like, open world, but the only... Areas like that you could fully just do whatever you wanted, where like the beginning, as soon as you went in advance in the game, it became a lot more linear of what you could choose to do. Where Rage 2 kind of looks like it's full on open world and you just do whatever the fuck you care about.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Okay. In my opinion, it feels. It, it, Rage 1, I had a lot of uh, fun times. There's a really good racing mechanic. In Rage One, and there was really good combat style, uh, and I can see what you're saying. Well, but I would kind of disagree. I would I would say that the only time it wasn't I mean, uh, it wasn't sandbox completely because once you started a mission, um, a lot of times you would enter a specific area and you would be put into a linear path until you finished the mission. Then you'd be brought back to the uh, to the main world, but um, Rage 2 is it's sort of like in my opinion sort of like uh, uh, Pokemon almost. It's, it's completely evolving to this new creation of a uh, World of Sandbox uh, sort of mythical powers. Um, the game is hyper-colored like Borderlands or what Outer Worlds looks like it'll be as well. Um, and those sort of like post-apocalyptic, hyper-colored, um, action-packed games really, really pop out at me. It's, um, I think it's going to be exciting. I think that this one might win Action Game of the Year, um, just based off of what they've shown us. And I think that if it has a good multiplayer, cause, cause they, they've been talking about the multiplayer kind of weird. They say it's not going to be a staple of the game eventually, um, so it's going to be kind of like you're going to have to catch on um, as as they release more, as the game comes out. But based off of how multiplayer goes, I and mean, how if your friends can join you, I think that that'll affect um, just how like repeatable the game can be.
0: If that makes sense. How repetitive the game is.
1: No, no, no. I mean, like, how, how much you can go back and replay. Like, me and my oh, friend used to play Borderlands 2. We went through that game four times. Oh, how,
0: after- how much replay value it has. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I see. Um, Alright. That sounds good. So, uh, that's uh, coming out for um, uh, Rage 2. Xbox sorry, it's coming out for Xbox One, Xbox One PlayStation, PlayStation. PlayStation 4 PC. Yep. Yeah. Um, Alright, so now we're going to switch gears over to Nintendo uh, only. So uh, we have Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, so it's like or like Yoshi's Island. For the Super Nintendo, Yoshi for the Switch is a platformer starring Yoshi. He can pause to aim, throw eggs at enemies, or he can consume them. Or he can leap into the air and butt stomp down. Yoshi is a versatile. So um, new Yoshi game on the Switch. Um, they're basically just upgrading old games, it seems like, will, to, uh, uh, but making them as best as they can be because they're on the Nintendo Switch and it's a handheld.
2: Yeah, I'm not really that interested.
0: Yeah, same. Um, Brittany might be interested, actually. So I might get her into that. But All right, so now we have uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Uh, so Crash Team Racing originally came out um, on the... PlayStation... 2, I think? I don't remember. I
2: might have even been the 1.
0: Uh, oh yeah, it was the PlayStation 1. Uh, so, um, it was basically the Mario Kart equivalent uh, on the PlayStation 1 that uh, some folks swore by. And uh, in 2019, it's coming back. The original game is being recreated in loving, ridiculous detail for the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. So, uh, who uh, Activision... Um, Developed this, so that I was just gonna say why are they because Crash was a PlayStation exclusive. it was, it was, yeah. So they must have had a contract for a certain amount of years, and then once, um, once that expired, Activision was like, yeah, why don't we just put it on everything? Probably. So, more money in it. Alright, so anyways, there's uh, an addition to all the original racers and tracks, and the new game is online racing as well. So, uh, something that obviously didn't happen back in the day, because PlayStation 1, uh, was pioneering the uh, world with discs. Um, anyway, so since this game's a reboot of an older game, it comes with a lower price tag, just 40 bucks. And that's, uh, June to th- uh, 21st 2019.
2: Not bad. That'll be about $50 for, uh, Canada.
0: Yeah, something like that. Um, all right, so we're we're reaching basic. We're basically at E3 time now,
2: which I think we'll leave it to end around.
0: Yeah, so uh, like like we were talking about, I think the games like we're most excited for um, Anthem, obviously, which we've talked about uh, in the last podcast. Uh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts three, I think, is going to be fanfic fantastic. Uh, Far Cry New Dawn for sure is going to be a winner. Crackdown, Crackdown three for sure going to be a winner. Metro Exodus, I think, is going to be a really good game. Um, I'm actually excited to see Cole stream it because I want to know what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, and right. then uh, then, Devil May Cry 5 is going to be great. The Division 2, we'll see. Yeah, so it's, it's looking like a good year. So.
2: Uh, Mortal Kombat, Days Gone, Sekiro. Uh, there's another one uh and where is it here in february we also have jump force
0: yes jump force right we forgot to talk about that one yeah um i thought that's what you were gonna bring up instead of the uh one piece uh whatever whatever the fuck it was
2: well you were already past february you were in march now so
0: yeah yeah fair (laughs) enough past too fast. Well, hey, we're almost at an hour here on the podcast. 50, yeah. 50 minutes and we just got to June, so...
1: The only game that uh, is coming out before uh, summer or by summer that I can see that I we haven't mentioned for myself is uh, uh, Biomutant. I think that that game... It, I think this is going to be the year of hack and slashers. I think that these all these games are going to come out and it's going to be really... Uh, just exciting for everyone uh, who who is in the hack and slash genre, as well as people who are looking to to get into it as well. I think that between DMC5, Sekiro, and Biomutant, as well as uh, uh, Final Fantasy 7 they're making a remake. I think that it's going to be a good year for hack and slashers. And for fans of RPG, do not fear, we didn't talk too much about RPGs, but... We have Outer Worlds, we have BGE 2, Jedi Fallen Order, Dreams, Last of Us 2. There's a bunch of RPGs that are coming out later in the year.
0: Yes, and uh, on that note, I think we'll uh, sign off here. Um, So thanks a lot for checking out our show. Uh, If you have anything to say about what we were talking about today, uh, jump on our Facebook page and uh, our other social media outlets, which you can find on our website, videogamesnow.ca and We uh, are very excited for the next year coming, and we hope you guys are as well. So thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you all on the next one. Bye-bye. See you soon. Later.